Welcome to HackerCast, an end-to-end AI-generated podcast summary of Hacker News. I'm your host, GPT-4. HackerCast is available on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts as well as our website, camrobjones.com hackercast. Today is September 22, 2023. Let's get started. Part 1. Favorites. 1. Car allergic to vanilla ice cream from cs.cmu.edu. This humorous anecdote, found on the Carnegie Mellon University's Computer Science Department's website, tells the tale of a peculiar car problem that seemed to be linked to vanilla ice cream. A man wrote to the Pontiac Division of General Motors, claiming that his new car wouldn't start after he bought vanilla ice cream, but had no issues if he bought any other flavor. The company sent an engineer to investigate, who initially dismissed the idea that the car had an aversion to vanilla ice cream. However, after several visits and meticulous note-taking, the engineer discovered a pattern. The man spent less time buying vanilla ice cream because it was conveniently located at the front of the store, while other flavors required a longer trip to the back. This time difference was crucial. The car's issue was vapor lock, a problem that occurs when the engine is too hot and the fuel turns into vapor before reaching the combustion chamber. The additional time spent buying other flavors allowed the engine to cool down enough to start, while the quick vanilla trips did not. This story serves as a reminder that even the most bizarre problems can have a logical explanation and that sometimes, the most obvious solution isn't always the right one. It's a testament to the importance of thorough investigation and the value of an open mind in problem-solving. 2. My favorite API is a zip file on the European Central Bank's website from Xpace.com. Penned by Cal Patterson, this article on Xpace.com is a deep dive into the power of simple data pipeline tools like SQLite, Pandas, and Nuplot. Patterson uses the European Central Bank's zip file as an example to illustrate how these tools can be used to extract, manipulate, and visualize data. The author begins by demonstrating how to use a small program to calculate the date when the dollar was highest against the euro. The program uses curl to download the official historical data published by the European Central Bank, GunZip to decompress the data, and SQLite3 to query the CSV inside. However, the data is not in an ideal shape for filters and aggregations. It's in a wide format with a date column and an extra column for every currency. To make life easier, the author suggests converting the data into a long format using a process called melt with pandas. Patterson also addresses a problem with the data file where a trailing comma at the end of every line creates an extra, blank column. This can be removed via pandas by adding one more thing to the method chain, dot illic, minus one, which effectively says give me all rows, and all but the last column, minus one. The author then moves on to the data visualization phase, demonstrating how to draw graphs using Nuplot. He also shows how to output graphs to proper images and how to bind the process to a bash function for reusability. The article concludes with a discussion on the value of open data as an open API. The author argues that when open data is easily available, it can function as an open API, serving as a simple and effective data interchange format. In essence, this article is a testament to the power of simple tools and open data. It underscores the importance of data cleanup and the potential of open APIs. It's a must-read for anyone interested in data analysis and visualization. 3. I built Excel for Uber and they ditched it from Basta.substack.com. The article No Sacred Masterpieces by Matt Basta, published on Basta's Notes, recounts the author's experience of working on a project at Uber. The project involved creating a tool, our crusher, to automate data science models, with Basta responsible for building a user interface using Uber's Bedrock framework. The tool was designed to support Uber's operations in China, specifically to generate data for anticipated ridership. 
Despite the challenges, Bosta successfully created a React-based spreadsheet UI and a basic spreadsheet formula engine that mimicked Excel's functionality. However, the tool had slight discrepancies in accuracy. The author also discusses the security issue that arose and was quickly fixed. Despite the project's success, Uber China was sold to Didi in 2016, rendering the tool obsolete. The author reflects on the transience of engineering work and the importance of focusing on creating business value and improving skills. The article also includes reader comments praising the author's work. 4. Willingham sends fables into the public domain from billwillingham.substack.com. The article Willingham sends fables into the public domain announces Bill Willingham's decision to release his comic book property, Fables, into the public domain. Willingham cites practicality and his philosophy on copyright laws as reasons for his decision. He criticizes DC Comics for their unfair interpretation of their contract and their refusal to protect the integrity of fables. Despite his issues with DC, Willingham clarifies that his contracts with them are still in force. The article also includes comments from readers who see this move as a positive and potentially revolutionary act. The article does not provide further information about the implications of this decision. 5. OpenRA-Classic Strategy Games Rebuilt for the Modern Era from OpenRA.net OpenRA is an open-source project dedicated to reviving and modernizing classic real-time strategy games such as Red Alert, Command, and Conquer, and Dune 2000. The project aims to adapt these games to modern expectations, with updated gameplay features like Attack Move, Unit Veterancy, and Fog of War. It also supports online play with full support for mods and custom maps, and is natively supported on Windows, Mac OS, and Linux. The project is community-driven, with input into updates and balance, and includes a mod SDK for creating new RTS games. It also hosts regular community streams and tournaments. The website provides updates from the developers, with the latest being a playtest announcement. This playtest includes new missions for Red Alert and Tiberian Dawn, fixes for various issues, and significant progress towards C&C remastered collection support. The OpenRA project is a testament to the enduring appeal of classic strategy games, and its open-source nature allows for continuous improvement and innovation. It's a fascinating example of how a passionate community can breathe new life into beloved games, adapting them for modern platforms and gameplay expectations. 6. Katala Lang underscore Katala, Programming Language for Law Specification from GitHub.com The GitHub repository Katala Lang slash Katala is dedicated to Katala, a programming language designed for literate programming law specification. The repository is popular among GitHub users, with 1.8k stars and 70 forks. It includes sections such as code, issues, pull requests, actions, security, and insights, and has a total of 3,527 commits. The repository provides options to work with the code base using GitHub Desktop, GitHub CLI, or by downloading a zip file. It also lists updates and commits made to the project from September 2019 to September 2023. The Catalan language is designed to derive algorithms from legislative texts, providing a high level of assurance regarding the faithfulness of the code to the law. The GitHub page provides links to tutorials, installation instructions, and resources for further information. Catala is a research project from INRIA, the French National Research Institute for Computer Science, and is named after Pierre Catala, a professor of law who pioneered French legal tech. The repository has had four releases, with the latest being v0.8.0 on March 9, 2023. The main languages used in the repository are OCAML, Python, and JavaScript. 7. Mayu Block Origin Filters to Remove Distractions from GitHub.com 
The article discusses a GitHub repository named Ublock Origin Filters by user Mig Foring. This repository contains the user's personal uBlock Origin filters designed to remove unnecessary distractions from various websites such as Google, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Stack Overflow. The filters are available for use directly from the author's GitHub repository, and users are encouraged to suggest improvements. The repository, which has received 391 stars and 14 forks, is licensed under the MIT license. The repository provides options for users to interact with it, such as signing in, providing feedback, and using saved searches to filter results. The filters are installed by adding the zero include all.txt file to their imports. 8. Shrinkflation Tracker from Shrinkflation.io The website in question, Shrinkflation Index, is a tool designed to keep consumers informed about the phenomenon of shrinkflation, a trend where product sizes decrease while their prices remain constant. The creator, Sam Later, has developed this platform as a mission to combat shrinkflation, allowing users to track offending products and brands. The website is user-friendly, with options to search for specific products or brands, and provides a comprehensive index of items that have been subject to shrinkflation. It's a consumer watchdog of sorts, aiming to bring transparency to an issue that often goes unnoticed in the marketplace. The significance of this website lies in its potential to empower consumers. By providing information on shrinkflation trends, it allows shoppers to make more informed decisions and potentially challenge brands on their pricing strategies. 9. Organic Maps, an open-source maps app that doesn't suck from hardfault.life. Evan Grove, in his article on Hard Fault Life, provides a comprehensive review of Organic Maps, an open-source, privacy-focused mapping application. Grove's evaluation is based on his real-life experience of using the app during a 300-mile drive into the rural Midwest. Organic Maps, according to Grove, is a competent alternative to popular map apps like Google Maps and Apple Maps. It offers a simple, intuitive user interface and effective routing, even without real-time traffic data. Grove highlights that while Google Maps and Waze have raised expectations for real-time traffic updates, studies indicate these features haven't significantly improved travel times. Grove's journey tested organic maps offline capabilities, as the app claims to support 100% of features without an active internet connection. He found that the app performed well in rural areas with no cell service, providing accurate directions and seamlessly transitioning to a dark mode for nighttime driving. However, Grove notes that organic maps struggled with business data in smaller towns, with many establishments missing from the map. This is due to the app's reliance on OpenStreetMap, which has accurate data about streets and highways but lacks comprehensive information about businesses. Organic Maps allows users to contribute data to OpenStreetMap, which Grove sees as a positive feature, despite the time it takes to add missing information. Grove also encountered a routing error when approaching the Indiana Toll Road, which he reported to the developers via GitHub. Despite this hiccup, he maintains that Organic Maps is a viable alternative to mainstream map apps, especially for those concerned about privacy and data usage. In summary, Organic Maps is a promising open-source mapping app with a focus on privacy and offline functionality. While it has some shortcomings, particularly in business data, it offers a user-friendly interface and effective routing. Its success, however, relies on active user contributions to improve its database. Analysis Grove's review highlights the potential of open-source applications like Organic Maps in challenging the dominance of tech giants in the mapping space. While the app currently lacks the comprehensive business data of its competitors, its privacy-focused, offline-capable approach offers a unique selling point. The review also underscores the importance of user contributions in open-source projects, indicating that the app's future success will depend on active user engagement and data contributions.
10. F-35 can't be found after pilot ejected from the drive.com. The article by Tyler Rogaway on the drive discusses a strange incident in South Carolina where an F-35B stealth fighter jet disappeared after the pilot ejected from the aircraft. The pilot is safe, but the aircraft, which originated from Marine Corps Air Station Beaufort, is missing. The search is ongoing in the Lake Moultrie and Lake Marion areas. The Department of Defense has stated that the aircraft was on autopilot prior to the ejection, which could have allowed it to fly a considerable distance before crashing. The article suggests that the aircraft likely went down in a sparsely populated area or possibly the Atlantic. The article also mentions that the jet's transponder was not working at the time of the incident, leading to public requests for help in locating the aircraft. The incident has led to criticism and surprise, and has become an internet meme. The U.S. Marine Corps has announced a safety stand-down for its entire aviation fleet following this and other recent mishaps. The Joint Program Office and Lockheed Martin, the manufacturer of the missing F-35B, have both provided statements expressing concern for the pilot and pledging support for the investigation. Part 2, Show HN. 1. HyperDX, open-source dev-friendly datadog alternative from github.com. The article provides a detailed overview of the HyperDX project, an open-source observability platform hosted on GitHub. The platform is designed to help engineers resolve production issues by unifying session replays, logs, metrics, traces, and errors. The project, licensed under MIT, is actively maintained and has received significant attention with 4.4K stars and 103 forks. The repository contains several directories and files, with a commit history detailing updates and changes. Users can clone the project or download it as a zip file. The article also provides a guide on how to use HyperDX, including changing the default host name and port, and how to contribute to the project. HyperDX is also available as a hosted cloud service at hyperx.io. The platform is compatible with OpenTelemetry, a vendor-neutral standard for instrumenting applications. The creators of HyperDX aim to provide an easy-to-use, cost-effective alternative to existing tools. 2. New a React underscore view underscore Vite underscore Astro alternative from Nuge.org. New, a new front-end development tool, is being touted as a powerful alternative to React, Vue, Next.js, Vite, and Astro. The brainchild of Taro Piranen, the original author of Riot.js, New has been in development for approximately a year. The tool is designed to change the way web development is approached, with a focus on speed, minimalism, and an improved developer experience. New consists of two main components. Firstly, Nuejs, a compact JavaScript library for building user interfaces, which requires only a basic understanding of HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. It supports both server-side rendering and client-side reactive components, and does away with hooks, effects, props, and other unusual abstractions. Secondly, New Tools, a complete front-end development toolset, which aims to be an alternative to systems like Vite, Next.js, and Astro. Piranin's dissatisfaction with the current state of web development led him to build new from scratch, taking advantage of old innovations like progressive enhancement, separation of concerns, and semantic web design. The project will be released under the MIT license. The response from the developer community has been largely positive, with many praising new simplicity and potential to improve the front-end development experience. In essence, new represents a counter-revolution in web development tools, emphasizing simplicity and efficiency. Its potential impact lies in its ability to streamline the development process, making it more accessible and less complex. This could have significant implications for the future of web development, potentially shifting the paradigm towards a more minimalist and efficient approach. 3. Every breath you take, 
heart rate variability training from github.com. The GitHub repository Every Breath You Take by userkber 93 is a project focused on heart rate variability training using the Polar H10 monitor. The repository, licensed under the MIT license, contains several Python files, a license file, and a readme file. The repository has received 475 stars and has been forked 16 times. The application within the repository measures and trains the body's stress response through controlled breathing, based on the concept of heart rate variability. The application's features include the ability to connect and stream from a Polar H10, live breathing control feedback, and real-time tracking of breathing and heart rate oscillations. The repository also provides detailed instructions for installation and usage of the application. The repository welcomes feedback, bug reports, and pull requests. 4. Cgoat, local, AI-based grep for semantic code search from github.com. The article discusses the Cgoat project, a local first semantic code search engine developed by a GitHub user named Contoured. The project, which has received 628 stars and 21 forks, uses vector embeddings to semantically search a codebase. The repository provides various options for users to interact with the project and contains several directories and files. It has 33 branches, 95 tags, and a total of 468 commits. The project is licensed under the MIT license and is primarily written in Python. The article also provides a comprehensive guide on how to use Cgoat, its system requirements, and how to run tests. It clarifies that Cgoat does not rely on third-party APIs and all functionality is executed locally. It supports a variety of programming languages and file formats, and is designed to allow users to continue using their computer while files are being processed. The developer is currently seeking new opportunities. 5. Playball. Watch MLB games from the comfort of your own terminal from github.com. The article discusses a GitHub repository named Playball, created by a user named Patrick. This repository allows users to watch Major League Baseball, MLB, games from their terminal. The tool can be installed globally and run using the Playball command. The README file provides a detailed guide on how to use and navigate the tool, as well as how to configure it to the user's preferences. Users can customize various settings, including the color of game elements and highlighting their favorite teams. The repository also provides instructions for developers who wish to contribute to the project. The project is licensed under the MIT license and has received significant engagement, with 516 stars and 25 forks. Part 3, Code. 1. Fixing for loops in Go 1.22 from Go.dev. Penned by David Chase and Russ Cox, this article announces a significant change in the Go programming language, specifically in the handling of for loops. The authors identify a common mistake made by Go developers, retaining a reference to a loop variable beyond its iteration, which can lead to unexpected results. They provide several examples of this issue, including one that caused production problems at Let's Encrypt. The solution, set to be implemented in Go 1.22, changes the scope of these variables to be per iteration rather than per loop. This alteration is expected to eliminate the aforementioned mistakes and related production issues and reduce the need for imprecise tools that prompt unnecessary code changes. To maintain backwards compatibility, the new semantics will only apply to packages and modules that declare Go 1.22 or later in their Go.mod files. Go 1.21 includes a preview of this scoping change, which can be activated by setting experiment equals loopver in the environment. The authors report that after patching Google's internal Go toolchain to force this mode during all builds, there have been no reported issues in production code over the past four months. The article concludes by acknowledging that while there have been no production problems, some tests had to be corrected. 
To assist developers in preparing for this change, the precision of the loop closure analyzer in Go 1.21 has been improved. In essence, this article heralds a significant change in the Go programming language that aims to reduce common mistakes and improve code efficiency. The change, while substantial, is designed to be gradually implemented, giving developers control over when the semantics change in their packages. 2. Tracing, Structured Logging, But Better from Antidote.co.uk The article by Andy Dote, Tracing, Structured Logging, But Better in Every Way, discusses the advantages of tracing over logging in software development, specifically using the Open Telemetry framework. Dote criticizes logging for its inefficiencies and limitations, such as meaningless log levels, mixed outputs, lack of causal relationships, limited timing data, and challenges in querying. He advocates for tracing as a superior alternative, highlighting its features like filtering based on properties, separation from console outputs, automatic parent-child relationships, automatic timing data, and efficient querying. Dote also provides a practical guide on transitioning from logging to tracing using open telemetry tracing. In a separate article, Replacing Logging with Open Telemetry, Dote provides a step-by-step guide on implementing this change in Go language, discussing how to import a tracer, wrap errors, and replace logger messages with attributes. 3. Pyobed, a free and open-source program for card diagnostics from github.com. The text discusses the GitHub repository for an open-source OBD2 card diagnostics program called Pyobed, managed by user Barracuda FSH. The repository, which has been starred 574 times and forked 12 times, contains several files related to the program, including Python scripts and image files. The latest commit was made by Barracuda FSH on September 17, 2023. Users can interact with the code in several ways, including cloning the repository, opening it with GitHub Desktop, or downloading it as a zip file. The repository is open for contributions and provides options for users to receive notifications about updates. The text also provides a guide on how to use PyOBD, which has been upgraded from Python 2 to Python 3. The guide includes sections on prerequisites, installation, usage, running the script, creating the executable, and a to-do list. The program only displays engine data and requires an ELM 327 adapter, a laptop, and a car that supports OBD2. The installation process varies depending on the operating system. The final part of the text is a list of links to various sections of the GitHub website, but lacks substantial content for a detailed summary. 4. The Anatomy of a Gato API Call from samprudent.github.io The article Gato is not the new Unity, the Anatomy of a Gato API Call by Sam Pruden critically examines the Gato game engine in comparison to Unity, a popular game development platform. Pruden identifies a major issue with Godot's binding layer between engine code and gameplay code, which he finds structurally slow and difficult to fix without a complete overhaul of the API. He provides a detailed technical analysis of how Gato performs a raycast from C-sharp, compared to Unity's method, highlighting Godot's method as longer and more convoluted. Pruden also criticizes the inefficiencies of the physics ray query parameters 2D function in Gato, suggesting potential improvements. He further discusses the performance issues of the Gato game engine, focusing on the physics API and the overhead it introduces. Pruden concludes that Gato has made a philosophical decision to be slow, and suggests that the only way to improve the engine's performance is to deviate from the existing binding layer. He also explores the possibility of adding additional APIs for C-sharp and GD extensions, and the idea of completely rebuilding the API. 5. Conway's Game of Chess from gist.github.com The GitHub page Conway's Game of Chess by user Elysiata contains a Python script for a chess variant where pieces can reproduce and die. 
The script includes import statements for various Python libraries, functions for game setup and error handling, and command line arguments for game customization. It also includes networking code for hosting or joining a game and error handling for various scenarios. The script uses the Stockfish chess engine and has a class definition for a game engine. The game board is created and pieces are assigned to each player. The code includes functions to check the validity of moves and update the game state. The game board state is checked for births and deaths of pieces, and the game ends when the king is captured or dies due to overpopulation or underpopulation. Part 4. Data 1. Data accidentally exposed by Microsoft AI researchers from WIS.io. The article on the WIS blog discusses a data exposure incident at Microsoft's AI GitHub repository, discovered by WIS Research. A misconfigured SAS token led to the accidental exposure of over 38 terabytes of private data, including more than 30,000 internal Microsoft Teams messages. The website hosting the article offers various cloud security solutions and resources for learning about cloud security. It also caters to specific sectors like healthcare and life sciences, government, and financial services. The article also mentions a data breach at Microsoft, where 38 terabytes of internal data were exposed due to a misconfigured Azure feature called SAS tokens. The breach was discovered by the WIS research team while scanning the internet for misconfigured storage containers. The article also provides an introduction to SAS tokens, discusses the security risks associated with them, and provides recommendations for improving SAS security. The article concludes by discussing the security risks in the AI pipeline. 2. Electric SQL, Postgres to SQLite Active Active Sync for Local First Apps from ElectricSQL.com Electric SQL is a tool designed to build reactive, real-time, local-first applications directly on Postgres. It offers a missing sync layer for modern apps, enabling developers to control data access with row-level rules, manage dynamic partial replication between Postgres in the cloud and SQLite in the local app, bind real-time data to components, and take the network off the interaction path with local writes. The platform offers several features. Access rules allow developers to authorize and control data access. Sync shapes enable the management of dynamic partial replication between Postgres in the cloud and SQLite in the local app. Live queries allow developers to bind real-time data to their components. Local writes remove the need for a state management library, as writes are immediate, reactive, replicated, and conflict-free. Electric SQL is lauded by industry leaders like Anurag Goel, founder of Render, Johannes Schickling, founder of Prisma, and Jose Valim, creator of Elixir, for its approach to sync and thoughtful API design. The platform is designed for modern UX, offering instant reactivity, real-time multi-user functionality, and conflict-free offline capabilities. It also promises operational simplicity, reducing the diversity and workload of back-end services by standardizing on a simple, scalable replication protocol. It works with any Postgres-based system and is compatible with existing applications. In conclusion, Electric SQL is a powerful tool for developers looking to build modern, reactive applications with a focus on local first data access. Its thoughtful design and robust features make it a compelling choice for developers working with Postgres. 3. Apple's new transformer-powered predictive text model from jackcook.com Penned by software engineer Jack Cook, this article delves into the details of Apple's new transformer-powered predictive text model, set to be introduced in iOS 17 and macOS Sonoma. Cook, intrigued by Apple's foray into language models, explores the feature's functionality, underlying model, architecture, and training data. Upon testing the feature, Cook found it primarily completes individual words and occasionally suggests more than one word, akin to Gmail's autocomplete. He discovered the model being used by Apple Spell, 
an internal Mac OS application, and wrote a Python script to monitor its activity. Cook's investigation led him to the predictive text model located in the linguistic data directory. The bundle contained multiple Espresso model files used while typing. He found a set of 15,000 tokens in the bundle that seemed to form the vocabulary set for a large language model. The vocabulary file was unique, featuring emojis and contractions prominently, which makes sense for a model used in text messages. Based on the contents of the unilm underscore joint underscore CPU model, Cook deduced that the predictive text network is likely based on the GPT-2 architecture, albeit with only six decoder blocks. The model appears to have about 34 million parameters and a hidden size of 512 units, making it much smaller than even the smallest version of GPT-2. This size is optimal for Apple's needs, as it allows for quick, frequent runs without draining the device's battery. In conclusion, Cook's exploration of Apple's predictive text model reveals a unique, efficient model tailored for quick, accurate predictions. While its current scope is limited, it will be interesting to see how Apple evolves this feature in the future. 4. What if Open Document used SQLite? From SQLite.org. The article What if Open Document used SQLite? On the SQLite website explores the potential advantages of using SQLite for the Open Document file format, particularly the Open Document Presentation, ODP, format. The author suggests that SQLite could lead to smaller documents, faster file-slash-save times, quicker startup times, less memory usage, document versioning, and an improved user experience. The open document file format, used for office applications, has several limitations, including slow startup times and high memory requirements. The author proposes two improvements, replacing ZIP with SQLite and splitting content into smaller pieces. This could result in a more efficient storage of information, faster startup times, and the ability to store multiple versions of a presentation. The author emphasizes that this is a thought experiment, not a proposal to change the existing open document design. 5. RabbitMQ vs. Kafka, An Architect's Dilemma Part 1 from aranstiller.com The article RabbitMQ vs. Kafka, An Architect's Dilemma Part 1 by Aran Stiller, explores the differences between RabbitMQ and Kafka, two technologies often used interchangeably by developers. Stiller explains that these platforms serve different purposes due to their underlying structures and functionalities. He introduces asynchronous messaging patterns, message queuing and publish-slash-subscribe, and explains how RabbitMQ and Kafka implement these. RabbitMQ supports both patterns and allows for a hybrid approach, while Kafka is a distributed streaming platform that uses a partition transaction log for storage and is more suited to the pub-slash-sub pattern. Stiller concludes that the choice between RabbitMQ and Kafka should be based on specific requirements. The article also includes comments from users Derek Greer and Chapati, who provide further insights into the differences between RabbitMQ and Kafka, and discuss their suitability for different scenarios. Stiller agrees with the points raised in these comments. 6. A closer look at Book Corpus, a key dataset in machine learning from TorDataScience.com. The article Dirty Secrets of Book Corpus, a key dataset in machine learning by Jack Bandy, published on Tord's Data Science, discusses the issues with the Book Corpus dataset, which has been used in training numerous influential language models. The authors found that the dataset, a collection of 11,038 books from the web, had sparse documentation, copyright violations, duplicate books, and significant genre skews. They also discovered problematic content, skewed religious representation, and lopsided author contributions. The authors hope that new standards for dataset documentation will help improve the datasets used in machine learning. The article is hosted on Medium and covers topics such as machine learning, data science, AI, linguistics, and fairness and bias. 
The author also promotes other articles from Towards Data Science and recommends an article about the future of ChatGPT, a language prediction model developed by OpenAI. The text also includes previews of various articles on Medium, covering topics from the hype around AI model ChatGPT, vector databases, incorporating AI into daily workflows, effective morning routines, and the performance of tree-based algorithms. The text also provides links to collections of articles related to predictive modeling, machine learning, chatbots, and natural language processing. However, it does not contain any substantial content from the article titled Tree-Based Algorithms are the Winner in Tabular Data, Why? Published on Level Up on Git Connected. 7. A Different Type of SQL Recursion with PostgreSQL from GitHub.com The article A Different Type of SQL Recursion with PostgreSQL on the GitHub page of VB Consulting, authored by Bilo Pav, discusses a unique approach to SQL recursion using PostgreSQL. The author presents a hypothetical problem of creating a function that returns all related tables for a given table name and provides a basic query solution. The article also discusses two solutions to the gap and islands problem using PostgreSQL, one using PostgreSQL's recursive common table queries feature and the other using a procedural programming approach. The article concludes with a discussion on the pros and cons of both approaches. The article also includes a series of comments from readers, discussing their preferences and experiences with the solutions presented. Part 5. Design. 1. B612 Font Family from B612Font.com The B612 Font Family, as presented on B612Font.com, is an open-source font specifically designed for legibility on aircraft cockpit screens. The project was initiated by Airbus in 2010, in collaboration with ANAC and Université de Toulouse 3, with the aim of improving the display of information on cockpit screens, enhancing legibility, reading comfort, and overall cockpit homogeneity. Two years into the project, design firm Intactile Design was brought on board to work on the eight typographic variants of the font. The font was named B612, a nod to the imaginary asteroid in Antoine de Saint-Exupéry's The Little Prince. The font underwent a complete hinting process, a technique that adjusts the display of an outline font so that it looks better on low-resolution devices. In 2017, Airbus agreed to publish the font under an open-source license, Eclipse Public License, within the Polarsys Project, an industry-oriented project hosted by the Eclipse Foundation. A year later, B612 was published on Google Fonts under an open-source license, OFL, and the source was made available on GitHub. The B612 font was designed by Nicolas Chaveau, Thomas Payot, and Jonathan Favre-Lamarine of Intactile Design, with support from Jean-Luc Vinot of Anac. Prior research was conducted by Jean-Luc Vinot and Sylvia Ten of Université de Toulouse 3. In essence, B612 is a testament to the power of collaboration and the potential of open-source projects. Its creation and subsequent open-source release represent a significant contribution to the aviation industry, potentially improving safety and efficiency by enhancing the legibility of cockpit screens. 2. Akiyoshi's Illusion Pages from Ritsumei.ac.jp the article titled Akiyoshi's Illusion Pages on Ritsumikin University's website is authored by Professor Akiyoshi Kitauka, who specializes in visual perception and illusions. The page showcases a variety of visual illusions created by the professor, including rotating snakes, rotating rays, the autumn color swamp, a bulge, primrose's field, uzumaki ampen, and rollers. The page also provides links to Kitauka's latest works, papers, books, and illusion news, and is available in multiple languages. It also contains a warning about potential dizziness caused by some illusions and prohibits commercial abuse of the images. The page also links to Kitauka's social media profiles and his profile on Orsid. 
The page was last updated on May 19, 2023. The article also contains lists of hyperlinks categorized under different types of optical illusions, color illusions, color spaces, and shape illusions, hosted on the university's website. Part 6. Books. 1. Atomic Energy Book Signed by Einstein, Oppenheimer, Bohr, Anola Gay Crew from Rockshin.com. The RR Auction website announced the sale of a unique book titled Atomic Energy in the Coming Era by David Dietz, which was signed by 49 significant figures from the atomic age, including Albert Einstein, J. Robert Oppenheimer, and Niels Bohr. The book, a sixth printing hardcover published by Dodd, Mead and Company in 1949, was sold for $162,500. The website also provides information on how to bid, register, and log in for the auction, and lists upcoming and past auctions. It offers a variety of categories for auctions and consignments, including space exploration, aviation, and memorabilia from various fields. The website also provides a blog, press information, and contact information. 2. I wrote a book about database indexes for developers from Sculfordives.com. The article on Sculfordives.com introduces a book by Tobias Petri, a full-stack developer, dedicated to database indexing for developers. The book aims to simplify the concept of database indexing, providing practical knowledge and over 60 illustrations for better understanding. It covers various aspects of indexing, including the fundamentals, application of principles to SQL operations, understanding why a database might not use an index as expected, and common pitfalls. The book emphasizes the importance of understanding multi-column indexes and the rule from left to right without skipping a column. The article includes testimonials from developers, a detailed table of contents, and illustrations from the book. It also discusses the correct approach to ordering index columns, the concept of skipping a column, and overlapping indexes. The book is available in various formats and packages, with options for team pricing. The article concludes with a FAQ section and offers two free chapters for potential readers. Part 7. Learn. 1. Cystic Fibrosis Treatment Wins Breakthrough Prize from Nature.com. The article discusses the awarding of the Breakthrough Prize to three scientists, Sabine Hadida, Paul Negulescu, and Frederick Van Gore, who developed a transformative treatment for cystic fibrosis called Trichafta. The treatment has significantly improved the lives of 90% of people with cystic fibrosis, a genetic disorder affecting the lungs and other organs. The Breakthrough Prizes were founded in 2012 and are sponsored by Yuri Milner, a Russian-Israeli billionaire, and other internet entrepreneurs, including Meta's chief executive Mark Zuckerberg. The article also includes a list of references from scholarly works, a collection of article headlines and job postings related to drug discovery, and a list of links and resources available on the website of Springer Nature, a global publisher specializing in science, technology, and medicine. 2. Replanting logged forests with diverse seedlings accelerates restoration from technologynetworks.com. The article from Technology Networks discusses a study from the University of Oxford that found replanting logged forests with a diverse mixture of seedlings significantly accelerates their recovery. The study, part of the SE Asia Rainforest Research Partnership, was conducted on Borneo and is one of the world's largest ecological experiments. The research showed that areas replanted with 16 native tree species recovered more quickly than those replanted with fewer species or left to restore naturally. This is likely due to different tree species occupying different niches within an ecosystem, increasing its overall functioning and stability. The study was conducted in response to the rapid loss of tropical forests, which are major carbon sinks and home to around 80% of the world's documented species. 3. Queuing Theory, an introduction for software development from GitHub.com. The GitHub repository Queuing Theory, 
An introduction for software development by Joel Parker Henderson provides a comprehensive guide to the mathematical study of queues and their application in software development. The repository covers topics such as queue terminology, queuing theory notation, and activity tracking. It also discusses the application of queuing theory in areas like customer service responsiveness, project management Kanban planning, inter-process communication message queues, and DevOps continuous deployment pipelines. The repository also includes a code of conduct and a readme file. The text also mentions a GitHub page that provides links to Joel's Kofi and PayPal accounts, and lists three contributors to a project named Queuing Theory. The page ends with a footer section with links to various GitHub resources and policies. 4. Historical maps probably helped cause World War I from resobscura.substack.com. The article Historical Maps Probably Helped Cause World War I by Benjamin Breen, published on Resobscura, explores the role of cartography in shaping historical narratives and influencing major world events. Breen discusses the oversimplification and inaccuracies that can arise from maps, using the example of a popular online map that incorrectly categorizes the Democratic Republic of the Congo under T instead of Chai. He also highlights how maps can reflect the influence of empires, such as the Portuguese Empire. Breen suggests that certain maps, like those of territorial claims by nationalist groups before World War I, can even contribute to major historical events. He uses the map of troop movements at the Battle of Cannae as an example, arguing that it inspired German military planners in the years leading up to World War I. Breen warns of the dangers of accepting the narratives presented by maps uncritically. He also discusses the allure and limitations of historical maps, and the importance of using them as a tool to pose questions about history, rather than definitive answers. The article also includes a source of the week and a weekly links section. 5. Ready Player 50 from cs50.harvard.edu Harvard CS50X 2023 is introducing an intriguing challenge called Ready Player 50. This challenge, open to anyone online regardless of whether they're taking CS50 or not, is a unique opportunity to learn more about artificial intelligence, AI, large language models, LLMs, and prompt engineering. The challenge involves cracking codes and facing off against CS50's duck debugger, an experimental AI for rubber duck debugging. As participants crack each code, the duck levels up and becomes more protective. The challenge is a new version of the world-famous prompt injection game Gandalf, specifically designed for CS50. It starts at 0 o'clock on Friday, September 29, 2023, and ends at 23.59 on Monday, October 2, 2023, in participants' own time zones. Teams of 2, 3, or 4 are encouraged, but larger teams of reasonable size are also allowed. Participants can register at cs50.ly register. The challenge is designed to educate participants about prompt engineering and prompt injection attacks, which can be a problem with large language models. After the event ends, a live walkthrough of the challenge's levels will be held via Zoom, and CS50 certificates will be awarded to the teams that solve the most levels. In essence, this challenge is a fun and engaging way to learn about AI and LLMs, while also testing your problem-solving skills and teamwork. The significance of this challenge lies in its potential to democratize access to AI education. By making it open to anyone online, it allows a broad range of individuals to learn about AI and LLMs in a hands-on, practical manner. This could potentially inspire more people to pursue careers in AI, thereby helping to address the current skills gap in this field. Part 8, Startup News 1. Unlimited Kagi searches for $10 per month from blog.kagi.com Penned by Vladimir Prelovats, this blog post announces a significant change in Kagi's pricing structure. Kagi, 
a search engine known for its quality and user-centric approach, is now offering unlimited searches as part of its $10 per month professional plan, as well as its ultimate, family, and duo plans. This move is in response to user feedback about the cost of searches and the shift from ad-supported services. The blog post outlines the details of each plan. The professional plan, at $10 per month, offers unlimited searches and use of Kagi's Universal Summarizer, which can summarize unlimited length documents, audio, and video. The starter plan, previously known as the standard plan, offers 300 searches for $5 per month. The ultimate plan gives users access to the closed beta of the next generation of tools that Kagi is developing. The family and duo plans offer unlimited searches for $20 per month and $14 per month respectively. The post also addresses frequently asked questions about the new plans, payment options, and the future of Kagi. It emphasizes Kagi's commitment to a user-centric approach and its financial independence from VC funding or data sales. The post concludes by inviting users to get involved with Kagi's journey, either through collaboration, job applications, or potential investment opportunities. In essence, this announcement signifies Kagi's commitment to making its high-quality, ad-free, and user-centric web search more accessible to a broader group of users. It also hints at exciting future developments, with the promise of new tools and features on the horizon. 2. FAA authorizes Zipline to deliver commercial packages using drones from FA.gov. The Federal Aviation Administration, FAA, has authorized Zipline International Incorporated to use drones for commercial package delivery in Salt Lake City and Bentonville, Arkansas. The drones, which can operate beyond the operator's visual line of sight, will use Zipline's Sparrow drone to drop payloads via parachute. The data collected will inform the FAA's policy and rulemaking activities, particularly regarding beyond visual line of sight, VLOs, operations. The FAA is currently reviewing the final report from the Beyond Visual Line of Sight Aviation Rulemaking Committee, which was established in June 2021. The article also provides a range of resources and links related to the FAA, including flight data, handbooks, next-gen information, and legal policies. 3. TikTok fined 345 million euros for breaking EU data law on children's accounts from TheGuardian.com. The Guardian reported that TikTok has been fined 345 million euros by the Irish Data Protection Commission, DPC, for violating EU data laws regarding children's accounts. The DPC found that TikTok failed to protect underage users' content from public view, did not provide clear information to child users, and did not adequately consider the risks posed to children under 13 on the platform. The DPC also criticized TikTok's family pairing scheme, which allows an adult to control a child's account settings, for not verifying if the adult was a parent or guardian. This follows a previous fine of £12.7 million by the UK data regulator for illegally processing the data of children under 13. TikTok disagreed with the decision, stating that the criticized features were changed before the investigation began. The article also mentions a proposed finding by the German regulator that TikTok's use of dark patterns breached GDPR provisions. 4. Bird acquires spin scooters from Tier for $19 million from TechCrunch.com. In a surprising move, shared micromobility company Bird has acquired competitor spin from Tier for $19 million, as reported by Rebecca Bellin. This acquisition includes $10 million in cash, $6 million in a vendor take-back, and $3 million as a holdback. Tier, which had bought Spin from Ford in March 2022 to expand its U.S. presence, has been struggling to maintain its lead and reach profitability. Despite Bird's own struggles with profitability, the company expects the transaction to result in upwards of $20 million in synergies and immediate growth in earnings, partly due to recent operational restructuring. Spin, 
which generated about $45 million in net revenue in the 12 months ending in June 30, 2023, operates in more than 50 cities and university campuses. Bird plans to use the acquisition to expand in cities like Baltimore, Salt Lake City, and Washington, D.C. The acquisition also adds Spin's fleet of over 60,000 vehicles, including many newer models with battery swapping capabilities, to Bird's operations. Analysis This acquisition signifies a significant shift in the micromobility industry, with Bird's purchase of Spin potentially leading to a consolidation of market players. Despite both companies' struggles with profitability, the move could offer a path to sustainability through operational synergies and expanded market share. Part 9 Fun 1. Find My Cat, open source pet tracker from FindMeCat.io. Find My Cat is an open source pet tracker developed by Chitlanj Sahaz and at I Am Pumpkin Cat. The tracker is designed to help pet owners keep tabs on their pets, both indoors and outdoors, with real time updates and precise location tracking. The tracker uses a combination of GPS for outdoor tracking and ultra-wideband technology for indoor tracking. This allows pet owners to locate their pets with precision, whether they're in the neighborhood or as far away as the pyramids of Egypt. The tracker also includes a feature that plays a sound to attract the pet's attention, turning the search into a fun adventure. One of the standout features of Find My Cat is its long battery life. Thanks to optimized software and ultra-low power hardware, the tracker can last up to six months on a single charge. When the pet is at home, the tracker goes into a deep sleep mode to conserve battery life, and the home station smart tether sends location updates via Wi-Fi. The Find My Cat tracker is completely open source, meaning anyone can access the code and modify it to suit their needs. It's also free of subscription costs, making it a cost-effective solution for pet owners. In essence, Find My Cat is a testament to the power of open source technology in solving everyday problems. It's a practical, user-friendly solution that empowers pet owners to keep their pets safe and secure. 2. Johnny Cash has been everywhere, man, from johnnycashasbeeneverywhere.com. This website, created by Ian Mullen for Music Hack Day London 2012, is a playful tribute to the legendary Johnny Cash in his song I've Been Everywhere. The site uses a combination of music's match, toma.hk, and Johnny Cash's music to create an interactive experience that tracks the geographical locations mentioned in the song. As the song plays, the website calculates the distance traveled based on the places named in the lyrics. The user can pause, play, and skip to the end of the track, watching as the kilometer count increases with each location mentioned. The website also provides a link to the song on Covers FM, allowing users to listen to different versions of the track. This website is a fun and innovative way to engage with music, transforming a classic song into an interactive journey. It highlights the potential of combining music, technology, and geography in creative ways. 3. Car showed pop-up while driving from glitterkitten.co.uk. This post, found on Glitterkitten, is a brief anecdote from a user named Elevescent. They share an experience of something recurring while they're driving, moving off at about 20 miles per hour, roughly 30 seconds after starting the car. Unfortunately, the specifics of what it refers to are not clear from the text provided. The author also mentions a photo, but this is not accessible from the text. The post concludes with a note about using the Mastodon web application, suggesting that users enable JavaScript or try one of the native apps for their platform. In essence, this post seems to be a personal account of a recurring event during driving, but without further context or access to the mentioned photo, it's difficult to ascertain its significance. It serves as a reminder of the often personal and anecdotal nature of user-generated content online. 4. Custom Minecraft Classic Client Written from Scratch in C from GitHub.com 
the GitHub page for the Classy Cube project, a custom Minecraft Classic client written in C, provides a comprehensive overview of the project and various options for users to interact with it. The project, maintained by Unknown Shadow 200, has received 1K stars and 183 forks. The repository contains directories for different aspects of the project, including Android and iOS versions, and documentation. Users can clone the repository, open the project with GitHub Desktop, or download it as a zip file. The repository also includes detailed instructions for compiling the game on various systems and a call for help from the community to document or verify the behavior of the original Minecraft classic. The game is compatible with a wide range of systems and browsers, and the repository provides instructions for dealing with potential issues. The text also provides specific instructions for compiling the Classy Cube client on various platforms and lists the open-source technologies used in the project. The project has 30 contributors and uses predominantly C language. 5. Silico Valley, Write Code, Build Your Startup from SilicoValley.com Silly Company Valley is an engaging startup simulation game created by Fairpixels, a design partner for startups. The game places you in the shoes of a tech startup founder who has just secured a $40,000 seed round. The objective is to build a product that people love and grow your user base within a 120-day time frame, leading up to a crucial pitch at Demo Day. However, the game is not without its challenges. If your funds run out before Demo Day, it's game over. The game provides an opportunity to experience the highs and lows of running a startup, from rallying daily active users to the risk of funds running dry. It also encourages replayability, inviting players to beat their previous records and always leaving room for one more pivot in the dynamic world of Silly Company Valley. The game's mechanics involve managing different aspects of a startup, including writing code, promoting the product, and crafting design. The game's interface is simple and intuitive, with clear indicators for funds left, days remaining, and user growth percentage. Silly Company Valley is a playful yet insightful exploration of the startup world. It offers a unique perspective on the challenges faced by startup founders, making it a valuable tool for those interested in understanding the dynamics of the tech startup ecosystem. 6. Teeny Tiny TV Plays The Simpsons All Day, Every Day from RaspberryPi.com The article on the Raspberry Pi website, written by Ashley Whitaker, details a miniature TV that plays The Simpsons continuously created by Brandon Withrow using a Raspberry Pi Zero, a 2.8-inch Waveshare screen, and 3D printing. The TV's construction process is solder-free and involves clicking the screen directly onto the Raspberry Pi's header pins. The 3D printed parts take about 10 hours to complete, and all the STL files for these parts are available for download. Videos to be played on the TV need to be encoded in a specific format, and Brandon's encoding script is available. The article also includes a section for sharing the post on social media and a comment section. The text also appears to be a list of links from a Raspberry Pi-related website, categorized into several sections including terms and conditions, home use, industry use, hardware, software, documentation, community, Raspberry Pi store, and Raspberry Pi press. 7. I, Voyager, an open-source software planetarium created using Gato from iVoyager.dev. The article from the i, Voyager website, written by Charlie W., provides updates on the open-source planetarium and game development platform. The platform, built on the Gato engine, has released a new version, 0.0.14, with features such as shader-based Saturn rings, models for the International Space Station and Hubble Space Telescope, and the ability to save and revisit views. The platform also allows users to generate binary files for over 1.14 million asteroids. The author is also working on a game set in the solar system. 
the platform has been made into a progressive web app, PWA, for faster revisits and easier distribution. The author also discusses the benefits of the PWA for the project, as their web server doesn't have to serve many MBs of data each time the app is used. The article also mentions changes to the downloads page and the progress and future development of the web planetarium. The author also announces that they recently got their trademark registered with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. The author also encourages users to promote iVoyager on social media platforms and announces the launch of the web planetarium. The article concludes with the announcement of the upcoming launch of iVoyager, a free, open-source software planetarium designed for game and educational software development. That's all for today. Thanks for listening to HackerCast.